0: Welcome to episode number four of The Forty Tellers. I'm your host and podcast founder, Charlotte Avery. Today I'm interviewing one of my longest and best friends, Laura Budd. She is a business owner, a wife, and a mom to three. We talk a little bit about everything from her time in the Air Force to working at the Pentagon and how her, her marriage and motherhood have changed her over the years. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi Laura, welcome to the Forty Tellers. Hi Sharla. What's up? Uh, nothing,
1: I just got done teaching class and I ran here and, well, didn't run, I drove here really fast and-
0: And what class is that?
1: I teach body pump.
0: Oh my gosh, I did one of your classes once.
1: Yeah, the original barbell workout is what they call it.
0: Oh, nice. Well, I think this is gonna be fun. You and I have been friends, um, what like thirty five years now?
1: Gosh, how old are you in first grade? Yeah, six years old.
0: Yeah, so, so, so like
1: twenty
0: we're years. Forty one. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so yeah, you've been one of my best friends. We grew up, went to school together. We even went to college together. But um, I guess let's just start by um, just telling everyone who you are, where you are, what you do, just a little background. Okay.
1: I'm Laura Bud, and I live in Olympia, Washington. We own a, our own business. We do medical, spa, online software. Um, it's an online subscription software, the business that we started years ago. Um, I work from home, and so does my husband. He works in his house, which is next door, which is just a home office. I call it his house. And then I work here in the house. The man cave, yeah, right? Yeah, man cave slash office. And then um i'm here in the house working and we have three kids um 14 12 and eight years old
0: i love it and what are their names kendall
1: girl helene and griffin
0: do do people mistake kendall for a boy i have had
1: people ask yeah because i i think it used to be a more of a boy's name it's kind of like you know certain names I don't want to say any because I don't want to be offensive but yeah sometimes people (laughs) think that but you know it's okay
0: yeah I was curious um so tell me I get the sense that you are in better health and better shape now than ever before so what was um turning 40 like for you
1: um oh gosh it's just you start to look at everything and go, wow, like I, I especially teaching class, you know, I get like these young mid 20 year olds taking my class. And I'm like, oh, man, that's that's not what I look like anymore. And so I think I just want to really work on trying to eat healthy and work out. And, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not going to ever look like that again. But it's it's um, I, and I think in my business, too, you know, I just see constantly, you know, all the different procedures you can have done, and um, it's, it's always fascinating to see what what people are doing because most, I would say that 90% of the stuff I have not tried yet, so, but I, when I say yet, you just never know.
0: And what, what kind of stuff are you referring uh, to?
1: You know, it's medical spa, so, you know, there's a lot of injectables, there's a lot of laser lipo, there's a lot of fillers. Uh, Botox, of course, um, you know, I, d- I have done the whole laser hair removal thing, but you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's just fascinating to see what, what's the, what the latest and greatest is, you know, like right now, hand injectables are the big thing. And I just thought that was really what? interesting to make your hands look young.
0: What? Yeah. <laughs> I did not even know that was the thing. Well, that <laughs> and the other
1: one is, um, it's huge, which is crazy to me is vaginal rejuvenation. So no. You just went there. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I just read my latest um, aesthetic magazine, and it was talking all about how, you know, there's there's about four different manufacturers now that are doing that, so...
0: Oh, my word. And is it... I mean, the people that are, are doing that procedure, are. would you say they're in their 40s or their 50s? What's the demographic? Uh,
1: it, to I'm me, just... it looks like anybody who's had kids... Um, right. You know, uh, not... I mean, I'm sure there's other people, too, but i think say a lot of women who've had children and um, divorces. You know, there's just a lot of, you know, they want to tighten things up and make them look pretty is what I understand. So it's very interesting. That
0: is, that's really interesting because, you know, I have a lot of friends who've gone through divorces and a handful of them have done, you know, breast implants after their divorces because they've had kids and have breastfed and so I never really considered the thought of that. pretty crazy. Oh my gosh. But uh, you talk about these mid-20s. I think you're in better shape now than you were then, don't you think? Um, shape-wise,
1: yeah, probably, but just, you know, like I was, te- I teach, it's called body flow. It's a yoga Pilates class and You know, I look down at my legs and I'm like, oh, they're not looking like, you know, the Erica who's standing in the front row uh, anymore. You know, it's just it's just age and time. But yeah, I mean, I definitely would say that I'm I'm in better shape now than even when I was in the military. So.
0: Right. Yeah, I every time I see you, I'm just like, dang, girl, just um, being in. Both of those industries, and in the fitness industry, and then um, you know the spa world. Does that make you more self-conscious, uh, or do you even care at this point? I don't point?
1: really care at this point. I think it's more for me, and a part of it too is I just don't want. I you know I, I, I'm one of those people that you know I have these clothes, and I want these clothes to fit. And if they don't fit anymore, then I need to not eat so much. So like right now, this this past week, I've been off sugar since our since we came down and visited you two weeks ago um you know I just needed to kind of watch what I was eating and be a little better about it and
0: you know yeah we just got back from a trip to Europe and I mean the food in Spain and Italy is just amazing so I feel that same way yes (laughs) like that post-vacation like detox I could eat
1: dessert all three meals if I if it was available like if you could do that but you know
0: I'm not like that at all. I, I could go without dessert. You're like Graham. No problem. I don't
1: know what's wrong with you people.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well you mentioned, um you mentioned the military and this has always been something that's fascinated me. Um that you um that you in, you were an RTC and then you were a, an officer in the air force. Yeah. Um you spent some time in Afghanistan, is that Saudi correct? Arabia. Close. Saudi Arabia, that's right. Um, I'm just so fascinated by what motivated you to take that route. And I would love for you to share, like, your experience of, you know, being in the military as a woman and what it was like, you know, being in Saudi Arabia. Just give us a little back history. Um,
1: I still don't really know what made me decide to do that. I think I'm one of those people that um, thrives in negative environments. I don't mean that as a funny... I mean, it is sounds funny, but I just... I do well when people tell me I can't do something. So, and you know, some people don't respond well to that. Like I find like, even with my kids, like one of them will respond better to that and one doesn't. And I would say that's more like, you know, Graham and I have those different personalities, but um, I think the military was one of those was kind of like that. You know, they, they tear you down and build you back up. And um, I just enjoyed it. I also saw the opportunities you know, they they talked about all the the different places you could travel, and you know I hadn't traveled much in my life, so I figured this would be a great chance. Plus, they paid for school too on top of it. So, um, you know, I, I went to school and I was a poli sci major, and I look back on that and and I wish I would have majored in something a little different, but you know, it it ended up working out in the end. I I um you know, ended up in computers, and so I think that's, you know, a career that, you know, has lasted, you know, I started when I was 22 as a computer communications officer in the Air Force, and, um, you know, this is something that I really enjoy, as opposed to, I don't don't think I would have really liked the political life. I watch, I mean, I watch it on CNN, but I don't really enjoy it very much.
0: That's interesting, because, um, When I think about you growing up and, you know, you were the child of a politician and you always had an opinion, a very strong opinion. And it's been interesting to see you go from, you know, from it being super important to you to not so important. Do you think you got jaded over the years and obviously you you actually worked at the Pentagon and lived in D.C. and so what what do you think changed over the years? I think, uh,
1: you know, going into the military, you know, you really, they don't really want you to, um, announce your views either, either direction, but I I would say it tends to be more conservative in the military. So I did keep a lot of my opinions to myself. Um, I'd say as I've gotten older, I, I would, you know, I see things a little differently, but, um, yeah, I think part of it is just being a little bit jaded too, but I, you know, I definitely still have my opinions. I just have, i a little smarter about it where, you know, I'm not going to necessarily announce them to people because I don't want to fight with anybody about what, you know, our, if our views are different.
0: Right. So you were um, working at the Pentagon
1: when 9/11 happened, is that correct? No, I I um actually we we got um, stationed at McCord in June of 2001, and so um right. except 9/11 didn't happen, you know, till three months later, and so. Um, I, mean, I had a I lot of friends did. there. My father-in-law was there because Graham um, Graham's dad was my first commander, and so. And Graham was your husband. Yeah, and Graham's my husband, and um, so he was, you know, we had, I had a lot of friends and family there, and there was a whole group of us that were all pregnant at the same time, and I was pregnant at that time, and so um, I looked at it, and, you know, they didn't go back to work after all of that stuff happened, so we, I was just really thankful that we had gotten away from there, but I also, it was hard because, you know, there was just a lot of friends seen see they, them go through quite a bit. I mean, even, even as someone in the military, you know, we, I was eight or seven months pregnant at the time when it happened. And, you know, we were working, we started shift work. So we had 24 hour a day shift work. And so I'd be working sometimes in the middle of the night pregnant. And that wasn't always oh the funnest thing.
0: So when, um, when you were at the Pentagon, what was that experience like?
1: Oh, that's gross. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, you know, people, you you see, you have this impression of what the Pentagon's going to be like. And I still remember I was in one of my first offices. We used to have to evacuate really fast because they they built the Pentagon in like 18 months, you know, back in the, I think it was mid-40s, and, you know, during the war. And it was just a huge... Such a huge project, and it just got built so fast that they didn't know where the load-bearing walls were. So these alarms would, you know, go off, and we'd have to evacuate the building as fast as we could. And that was the section that they were doing the the renovation on, which is where the plane hit on 9/11. And that's another reason why there weren't as many casualties was because, um, there, you know, everyone hadn't been put back into those areas. They hadn't completely finished all of it, and so. We'd run out to where you'd see all the coverage, news coverage, you know, where the the, um, helicopters would land, Um, and so we'd all go out to the helipad and have to stand out there and they'd kind of just figure out, okay, so this is how long it takes out and people out in case things go to crap. So, um, it was... And were
0: those just routine drills? or or Yeah the
1: time it was well it's because of the construction that they were starting they wanted to make sure that they could get people out in case since they didn't really have any blueprints and then um the other thing the other office I was in I remember my friend she and I would be we had our desks next to each other and there was this stuff that was falling off the ceiling and it was asbestos and so we had to get um, they did an environmental study and we had to move out of that office area. So there wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a super nice building. The thing I did like about it is um there was a ton of bathrooms everywhere. You always could just go to the bathroom if you <laughs> needed to. So um you know, you're just never searching for a place to go, but I mean it was it was really neat. It was a fun Fun experience you know as a 22 year old going in as a second lieutenant just you know it was a great everyone kept saying how it was going to be horrible um but I I really enjoyed it I also didn't understand though when I went to like Saudi Arabia I didn't I, I'd see a colonel which is just below a one-star general you know that's a high rank but I didn't understand it necessarily because I was used to seeing generals all over the place like they would come and talk to us when I was you know sitting out in the courtyard at the Pentagon you know that big circle you see on TV yes. um, where people are sitting outside and you know you can if you look at the top of the building you can see that open area where they used to think that it was a missile silo but it's just a place to eat lunch or walk around and the generals would come up to us and talk to us so it was just really interesting I wasn't used I was very complacent I didn't understand that having generals around wasn't a normal thing.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. My goodness. So why did, no, you met, um, Graham at the Pentagon or in DC
1: at the Pentagon. He was stationed or he wasn't stationed. He was a, um, contractor. Okay. um, For just a private company.
0: Okay. So he wasn't ever in the military. No. And then how, how long did you spend back East? Uh, four years. And then why did you guys make the decision to return to your hometown?
1: Um, We got pregnant, and we were going to have, due to have the baby, and I was about six months along. We found out that um, the baby wasn't going to make it, and after I lost the baby, we decided that um, I just really wanted to go home, and if it was possible, I was, uh, I took my, um, they, they have after four years. That was all I owed to the military for my ROTC scholarship. So I had four years active duty. So I just took my paperwork in and said, "Here's my paperwork. If you can get me to McCord in Washington State, then I'll stay in. But if not, then I'm gonna just get out." So I mean, I wasn't trying to give him an ultimatum. It was just you know, if this could happen, then I'll 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 go ahead and stay. But if it can't, then I, we, we considered maybe just staying in D.C. for a little bit longer, too, because there's a lot of um, job opportunities there, but it ended up working out. They, my, my commander had just had his first grandchild and um, really was under— this wasn't Graham, or Graham's dad anymore, but um, my commander just had his first grandchild and really was understanding and said, you know, we want to do everything we can because we had just lost the baby a couple months before and just really wanted to, to be back home.
0: Close to family, yeah, um, we talked about the loss of that baby recently when we visited yeah um this past I think it was this past summer when I was home, yeah, or no christmas was that christmas time um and I think you have you obviously it's been a long time and um but initially that was a a really traumatic experience for you, was it not?
1: oh gosh, yeah, it was terrible, you know, and then. Uh, Yeah, we were talking about that, that's right, because it's not funny, but I remember kind of laughing like, okay, uh, you know, we tried to have kids between my second and third, and we had two miscarriages, and people were just so like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, this is terrible, and you're like, oh, it's fine, I mean, we're okay, you know, and we really were okay, because that first baby, you know, after being six months along, um, you know, it's just so different than having a miscarriage, I guess. Um, you know, my milk came in, and it was just, you know, I took about a month off work. Um, I had commander-directed mental health evaluations after just to make sure, um, because of my clearance and stuff, they wanted to make sure that everything was good. And and it was, but it was, um, it was just a tough, not fun time. And, you know, I, I remember someone saying, you know, it, you know, time time will bring relief, and I remember thinking that wasn't going to happen, and, and it, had, it totally has. You know, I look at it now. You know, they told me at my appointment they said don't you know don't get pregnant again for at least six months because this is basically a, a, a you know having a baby. They they don't recommend you get pregnant between that time, that first six month period, and um, I got pregnant. I guess it was three months after. <laughs> With Kendall,
0: nobody tells Laura what to
1: yeah. do. Gave me another child. That was that was the thriving and negative environment thing. So okay,
0: got, I did never do this about you. Yeah.
1: So we got pregnant, and you know I I look at it this way. You know I wouldn't have Kendall if I wouldn't have gone through that. And you know it really wasn't our time. And I remember someone else saying that, and just thinking they were a total a hole for saying that. But it was true. You know it wasn't. And you know I I think it all it all worked out in the end. It always does, but you know it was just not a not a fun time.
0: No, and I know a loss like that can be really hard on a couple or a marriage. Um, did you guys experience that? Um, I think
1: getting together and you know we were we were engaged within nine months and fifteen months after we started dating and basically met, um, we were married. We got married after work one day, (laughs) and so it was just like a really fast whirlwind, and then we moved to Washington State, or we had a baby, lost a baby, um, got pregnant again, moved to Washington, bought our first house, you know, started a new job. Well, both of us started a new job, had a baby. You know, it was just a lot to, to go through, and, you know, especially for a couple who hadn't been together very long and just you know, we, we definitely had our ups and downs.
0: Yeah. I, um, I distinctly remember some of the challenges that you guys went through. I mean, I probably didn't know the ins and outs, but, um, you guys have been together for how long now?
1: Uh, we just had our 15 year anniversary wedding anniversary.
0: Yeah. I really look to the two of you guys as, as a couple that's really gone through some hard times and have come out the other side. And like, what do you attribute that to? I think sense of humor is one of the things.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. I
0: love your guys is the way that Graham can just laugh at you and you're, you're, you're a little bit neurotic. Oh, totally. Is that the right
1: word? Oh, I, I, I think anybody who gets married, you, you can't marry someone that's like you if you do. I mean, and I'm sure it does work out, but, um, right. you know, for Graham and I, like I, my, his nickname for me is psycho and mine you know for him is I, I'm not gonna say but um you know it's just we're we're both you know he's super laid back and just relaxed and ignores some of the stuff that I say and if he didn't we'd probably probably would end up divorced because sometimes I just say stupid things and I've gotten better over the years you just kind of learn like you can't say certain things and expect that person to just say oh yeah don't worry about it But, you know, I think for us too, it's, um, you know, Graham's parents got divorced when he was in his, I think, junior year of high school. And so they'd been together for 20 plus years. And so, you know, he didn't, he just didn't want to, you know, end up getting, being in a situation like that. And then my parents have been together for, gosh, I think almost, it'll be 50 years next two years I can't remember now I can't remember how old my sister is because it's like close to my sister's age but I can't remember but I mean they've just been together for a long time and um you know there was times we definitely I questioned whether it would work out or not but you know it's you just have to I I guess I looked at it this way whoever I'm with I'm probably going to still have the same problems with (laughs) And so, because I'm—I I know, you know, there's certain things about me. It's like my middle daughter, she's Helene, is just like me. And I always tell him, like, you better marry someone that's really laid back, or you're going to get a divorce. You know, as I say it is. To me, it's funny. It probably wouldn't be funny to other people listening, but. <laughs> right. And same goes for my oldest, Kendall. She's just like Graham. I'm like, you better find someone like your mom, or else you're going to end up divorced. So, and Griffin, the the jury's still out on that. I'm not sure what he's going to be like
0: oh he's gonna marry my daughter oh, I hope so <laughs> they're so cute
1: together oh, I know they they cracked me up I, I could tell at first I thought she was getting really annoyed with them and then I started seeing oh wait there's like a little spark there I think she kind of likes that <laughs> annoying so. kid
0: and they're seven and eight yep. correct? <laughs> perfect yep, they could do it oh my gosh can you imagine us being related would not that be fun
1: <laughs> it would be actually We could go travel together you could show me the world
0: Oh, yes. it would be your own personal tour guide oh, yeah. and translator. Love it. Yeah. So tell me, um, I'd love to talk to you about uh, motherhood and how it's changed you because um, I think you were raised very different than the way that you parent. And how, how has your own childhood informed you on the parent that you are today? Oh,
1: gosh. Well, you know,
0: <laughs> that's crazy. you have one of the sweetest, most amazing mothers in the universe. I spent, I would say probably half my childhood at your home. Yeah. Um, but she's just, I mean, just that your parenting style is just so different.
1: Yeah. My mom is so nice. I mean, I, I would never compare to that nice. Like you, when you describe certain people, you say she is so nice and that's definitely my mom. And then if you describe me, I mean, you could, I mean, I try to be nice, but I mean, you know, it's, but I definitely, I'd be surprised if someone described me as really nice. I mean, I guess there's just other things. Well, I
0: think, I think when it comes to your parenting style, would it be fair to say that you're strict Mm -hmm. and maybe a bit scary?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. If scared, but <laughs> but, I don't know. I mean, I guess the kids would have to say that or not. I mean, I think part of it is just you know, that I I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I definitely monitor a lot of what they do, you know, just because I see, um, social media and how, you know, I, I think of all the poor decisions I made as a kid and, and, and nothing obviously was that bad. Cause I am still alive and I didn't go to jail or anything like that. But I mean, it's,
0: We did do some pretty crazy things, like, for example, can we say? Uh,
1: Depends. No, I don't care. Go ahead.
0: No, I mean, we did silly things like sneaking out at night, and I remember in the snow crossing. I-5! I-5, the interstate. Yes, in fact, I was just talking to
1: my kids. Kendall and her friend were over on New Year's Eve, and we were talking about things they could do, and I was like, hey, you know something I did when I was your age? We dressed up in all black. And did they think that was just ridiculous? Uh, They thought it was the stupidest thing they've ever heard. Like, why would you ever run across I-5? Plus, it's illegal, that is illegal, so we would get arrested now.
0: Why did we do that?
1: Uh, I don't know, exactly. So (laughs) stupid.
0: I think of um, one other thing. That you and I did together and I believe your mother, your mom knew, but my mom did not know. Um, we went to Western for the weekend when we were sophomores. And my mom thought I was spending the night <laughs> at your house for the weekend and we were at a university like three hours we were away. Partying it up. Like at staying did we not stay yeah. in a dorm? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Fair, fair I would what's my
1: Fairhaven, daughter. I think. I can't remember now, but yeah, it's uh
0: so, I mean, we yeah, we we did some really stupid things. Oh my
1: gosh, I just like at the stuff that my kids will never do and and um,
0: and you know, I definitely
1: want them to do you know experience things and and, and fail at things so they can learn, but um, you know, I, I want to help guide them and give them that, okay, because this whole especially the social media thing, it's so new and so you know they, they're seeing all the the girls putting out. Provocative, nude photos of themselves, like kids their age, which is just well for one um, it's illegal, but Correct. it's it's also gross too, like some of the stuff yeah. that I see, and so um you know, I really want to help them understand and i and I think they do like i I always look at them and just think, like Kendall had her high school registration at Northurston um the other night, and i Thought, Which is the high yeah, school we attended. the high school we went to. And I just looked at it, I, I mean, looking at her even and just thinking she's nothing like I was when I was that age. Like, I was just so, I was so focused on, you know, what I was doing, who I was with, you know, who I was dating, you know, just trying to be popular. And, and my kids don't seem, like, that doesn't consume them. I mean, I'm sure it still, con- you know, there's things about it that are, in, you know.
0: right. But yeah, I get the sense that they're very different. And I think one of the things that I've always really appreciated about your parenting style is that when you are very honest with them, you don't sugarcoat things. Yeah. Um, And you're very involved, too. So, um, like, you know what's going on. Um, I'd love for you to talk about, like, how you monitor their social media or their, um, you know, just their activities
1: online you know and I I try not to let them know that I'm I mean they know that I look at anything I want to look at and I have passwords to everything um and I I, you know I, I it's more spot checking now because I do see that they're you know I see some of their friends and I would be on top of it all the time of certain kids but I feel like mine have gotten you know they've gotten pretty wise on it, but I, I still would never just let them go yeah. and, and do what they want to do. It's, it's like, it's like taking them up to Seattle and just dropping them off and not knowing what they're doing. You know, that's kind of the same as these social media sites. You know, I mean, they tell them like, I don't want you just front letting anyone follow you, especially because you don't know if that 14 year old is really a 41 year old pervert who is, you know, looking at all of your stuff and, you know, I'm pretty honest. I'll tell them what they're looking at their stuff and doing because, you know, that's, that kind of grosses them out and, um, you know, makes them be a little more, you know, stringent on who they're, who they're letting follow their, their lives on Instagram or, and I I don't even let them have Snapchat. Um, I decided that they're still mad at me about it because they haven't done anything bad, but I just look at, i don't see I've, I've seen so much bad stuff come out of snapchat that i just decided not to let them be part of that so basically my kids can text and go on instagram and they're the most deprived kids on the planet because all of their friends have full access like mine don't even know the apple um, id password so they can't even download their own apps they come
0: to you if they need to download yeah
1: so i am pretty strict Something.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, as a high school teacher, and now I have a uh, a teenager, a fresh high school freshman in my home. It ter- terrifies me, and I see what goes on. And you know, I think I think it's wise to be that way. It's a it's a it's a crazy world out yes. there. And, um. I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, my my niece right now is. Going through something, she's a high school senior, and she's, you know, getting all this online bullying on Twitter, and it's horrible. Oh gosh, yeah, and it's it's ruining her her last year of high school.
1: Yeah, and if if I think even if like, you know, half the parents, I'd say even twenty five percent of the parents, if they would start monitoring what their kids are doing. I think it would really help things and 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 i don't know i guess it also depends on whether you see your kid as an angel or if you see them as you know maybe they are the instigator because i think sometimes parents just don't even you know they're just completely blinded by that because i've seen you know some of um the girls friends who you can tell that they're they're we definitely have different parenting styles and it has to just be okay with you you know you just have to accept it like i don't i don't I tend to not talk to other parents about things that I've seen posted, um, especially if it's their kid, because you know I kind of learned the hard way on that. I, I mentioned it to a while ago, and or this was a couple of years ago, and just didn't get a real good response. So,
0: so you mentioned to a parent that their child had engaged in some type yeah. of behavior, and it wasn't received no. well? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be honest, I would receive it, you know, to be like, I want to know, you know, to, it takes a village and I feel like everybody can, can help each other out. But um, until when it's your kid, I, I don't know if it's, I, I guess it's different. But for me, I, I um I know my kids aren't angels. And I definitely, you know, there's, there, we've had our learning experiences, luckily, nothing, that skirts the line of getting in, in major trouble with school or the law or anything like that. But still, it's, you know, they've had, they've had issues for sure. We've, right. had, to, we've had to make some apologies. Do you think apologies. the
0: majority? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think the majority of your girls, friends, parents monitor their social media or not at all?
1: Um, I would say maybe of, 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 I mean it's hard oh, of to their friends that, so if, I I'm, if I'm just going to throw a number I'd say of my kids friends I'd say maybe 15 to 10 percent and then of the majority maybe three to five percent oh, so
0: low. well I,
1: and I don't know I guess it, it also depends on what your um what your standards are like to me like nothing that you're trying to look like especially if you're showing skin and stuff like that like those those pictures are going to get taken down you know or if it's something that just skirts the line uh, you know sometimes I try to make it a fun thing it's to me it's funny but to them it's not like I'll just comment what kind of picture is this why are you posting this what are you doing you know and so then they just just want to just get rid of the picture because they know they just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, so let's talk about Griffin because he's a, he's a different kind of child and you've been challenged in a very different way with yeah, him. Yeah, humbled. I would, I would love for you to talk about some of the scares that he's given you in his short eight years of living. Oh,
1: well, I wasn't used to boys. And I, I shouldn't even say boys because I have friends whose girls are the same way or maybe it's just the third child, the baby, whatever, but... Um, he, you know, I used to get a lot of compliments with the girls. You know, if i tell them to stop doing something, they'd stop. And, you know, I, we, I remember flying across the country with them when they were, like, two and three years old, just me by myself. And, you know, we could do stuff like that. But with Griffin, it was just so different, you know. I mean, he he had black eyes. I remember he fell down 19 stairs. We had spent oh my a whole day gosh. in the... Um, the hospital you know just to make sure he was okay which he was he had bruises all over but he was okay you know just he hasn't broken anything yet um you know he ran away uh once in our neighborhood which was really scary he was gone for about it was only about 10 minutes and then Graham we had a quad and he got on the quad and griffin came out from behind a neighbor that lives you know four houses down but we're on acreage so it was quite a ways down and he came running out like, oh, quad rides, you know? So that was how we were able to find him. Um,
0: well, 10 minutes when your child is missing. Oh gosh, like yeah,
1: hours. and we had we had one of our neighbors was guarding, the, my neighbor has a big water feature pond and he's always, my son Griffin was always fascinated with and so we had somebody monitoring that to make sure he didn't go drown or something. But um, uh, the scariest one though was at Disney World when he was, gosh, how old was he then? Probably four years old.
0: I was going to say he had yeah. to go before.
1: That's what I And And we were at Disney World. And if you know Disney World, um, it makes more sense. But we were at the Magic Kingdom, and we were going to take a water taxi over to the wilderness to watch this musical show. And there was um, tropical storms. And so they said, no, water taxis, you got to take the bus. And so we all just said, oh, we got to get back on the bus. And he was like, Ah. And he just went and got right back on the bus we were on. And we were staying at Epcot at the boardwalk. And so that's a 20-minute drive. So he gets on the bus, that same bus that we were on. And all of us start looking around like, where is he? That bus took off and started freaking out. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, I just, I just finally got down on my knees and I was praying because I didn't know. There was nothing else I could do because this was after about five minutes of looking. But... People, I mean, if if you want to lose your kids somewhere, lose them at Disney because people were coming out in regular clothes. Um, you know, there was people that were dressed in, you know, uh, security uniforms too, and they were just like on top of it. And I think their their response time or you know finding a lost child was no more than 17 minutes. And Griffin kind of messed up the numbers because it was like 22 minutes, but it was the worst 22 minutes of my life and then we get to you know they finally find him and they tell us we've located him he's at Epcot you know with a police officer and we're going to take you in a bus to him we're like okay so we get there and that was when um the Gangnam Style was song was a big you know that Gangnam Style song and um most yeah, annoying so he's ever. like doing the little dance of the Gangnam style dance as he as we drive up.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I was going to ask, was he no, crying? He was doing or? that,
1: and I mean, he was crying. They did. The bus driver did say that you know he was got to the stop, and that's when he noticed this little boy crying on the bus. You know, he saw that because the buses are always really full, and so then he's all of a sudden he sees this little boy and he starts crying, and so he did. He was scared, but he loves police officers. Anybody who carries a gun, basically, you know, you're in with Griffin, and so he was really excited to to be with this police officer, so he was no longer scared after that.
0: I, I just can't even fathom the fear. I One day, Brooklyn walked out our front door, and she just walked to the side yard, but just that, it I probably wasn't even minutes, it might have only been seconds, but that fear is so unbelievable and so um terrifying that I just can't even imagine those 20. Yeah, minutes. it was. Well, even
1: when we but were in did Hollywood you guys get um, two weeks ago, and uh, was it well, two weeks ago already? Yeah, it was. So, two weeks ago, yeah, and so. uh, we <laughs> lost him for just a couple minutes. Oh
0: I God. swear that could just. He, he's the kid that Yeah. And the leash. oh, and we
1: did do that uh, after the after a couple of times losing him, I remember judging parents that had leashes on their kids when the girls were young. I was like, if you can't watch your own kid, that's really sad. And then I had the little little bear with the little backpack leash. So I totally recommend those. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: my gosh too. Funny. But yeah, the Hollywood
1: losing, like those places, it's kind of freaky, and that was only for a couple of minutes. And Aaron, was with us um uh Waldem and and like yeah a friend place. of mine and so she was she got to experience the losing I was like you know this happens all the time like I was still you know it still was shaking me up for the the two minutes that it happened but we were just he? standing by a store looking at some sunglasses
0: well <laughs> so he'll just walk yeah her off. pretty
1: much he was, he was oh kind of done gosh. with that. Even though we had to suffer through Legoland with him, the girls wanted to see, like, Hollywood, Beverly Hills area, and so that was his not-as-much-fun time.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, my. Well, to wrap it up, Laura, I would love... I, I look to you as somebody who has just made, like, so much, like, emotional, physical, and just spiritual growth over the last 20 years... Like what, what do you attribute that to? Oh, uh,
1: well, like what if, I mean, my, my relationship with God, I mean, definitely, um, I would say that that, that, I mean, had I had that, you know, prior to being, I think I was about in my thirties when I really started to have a relationship, um, I probably would have gotten through things a lot easier. Um, but I would say that that is a huge part of it. I think part of it too, like with our my marriage too, is that, you know, one of those things that I don't do, I am have not always been good at, is apologizing and, and, and um, you know, and forgiveness too, you know, just me, you know, saying sorry, and then also forgiving someone for things that they've done. And I think that that has helped me significantly, or I should say I owe all the credit to, to that because... Um, I think I don't think Grandma and I would have made it had I not made that transformation.
0: Right. And how? Like, what was? Um... How did you begin a relationship with God? I'm just curious. Cause that's um,
1: I know. You know, I I'd say I started going to church when the girls were little because I wanted them to, you know, experience that.
0: You wanted them to have yeah, a Yeah, you know what I
1: mean? Like, I, I, I believed in God, but I would say, and this might sound really, really weird, but um, when my dog died, <laughs> um, that was oh, probably was one insane. of the worst, you know. I mean, it's still you know like talking about the baby and losing the baby that was horrible but when i lost macy that was just yeah I, it still upsets me now like i still like when i talk about it i'll sometimes get teary like right now i'm not but i mean you know like if i if i see a dog like her and just petting that dog it just brings back sad memories but i think
0: well and just to clarify it's not the yeah guy. my neighbor's
1: my neighbor's dog yeah my neighbor's dog killed her and it was really awful and they treated us really bad after that happened and so i think things you know, i started going through this um study um called breaking free um through church and that really really transformed me and, and it just taught me about forgiveness and you know forgiveness isn't about like me going like even today i don't talk to my neighbor and he still lives there but Um, I don't talk to them, but I have forgiven them, I've moved on, I don't, you know, I don't have anger towards them, and I've never spoken in a mean way to them, and I know that that doesn't come from me, because I could just, like, cut a, you know what, and I would be, I I could be really mean and ruthless, and um, that's, that's God, because I definitely um, had some, you know, there's things that go on in your head, obviously, but, you know, you don't say them out loud, and I think for me, um, just moving on and forgiving came from him and God, not me. Right, that's
0: really great. Yeah. You, your your family wasn't
1: religious. Were no, they? they didn't. I mean, we went we went religious. to church some when I was like kind of like what you know with the girls, like I went, but then middle school high school you know I did Young Life but I would say Young Life was more to hang out with boys (laughs) I'll just be honest my kids my kids are going to Young Life camp this summer and I just like oh my gosh you know I'm so excited for them it's going to be so much fun and such a great experience and they don't do Young Life because they're trying to hang out with boys like I did and so it's it's pretty cool
0: Young Life Camp is actually amazing. I went. I, I know. I was here. supposed to go. <laughs> so you're still bitter yeah, about that. Yeah,
1: I remember. I me and, me and my boyfriend broke up. Remember? And so I, I think he had cheated on me or something. I found out the night before, and so I was like, I'm not going. I gotta stay here.
0: Oh wait, remember my boyfriend cheated on me while I was <laughs> at
1: Young Life Camp. <laughs> we won't mention. Yeah, it I'm not. Those. We won't say who they are. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just look back on that like, what the heck? If, if Kendall or Helene, if that happens to them before going away to some an experience like that, you're going. You're going. Sorry, kid. Suck it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm still I'm mad cool. I didn't go to Woodleaf. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm uh, well, a, I
0: know, I know. It was a good time and it was, you know, it was a really good yeah. experience. All right. Well, fun know, time. That was super fun. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait to listen back. So, any, any party words? What are your what are your uh, goals or aspirations for your 40s?
1: Um,
0: Anything in particular?
1: You know, just to spend as much time with my kids. Like, I'm realizing after going with Kendall to her, you know, high school pre-registration, um, you know, uh, this time is precious. I've got four years left with her, and she's got, you know, she That's goes afraid. away. I'm, I'm pretty confident that she'll go away to college somewhere. So... Um, you know, I just look at that, you know, I want to, I want to have that time with them because this is, this is it. And even with Griffin, you know, I mean, he's eight, so I know I've got a lot of time, but it it goes by so fast. Like I, and people always tell you that, but you just, until you start to see an end, it's like, wow. And, and the fact that I'm old enough to even have a kid in high school, which I know I have, we have friends that are, you know, have kids in their twenties. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I still didn't seem mature enough. Even when I got pregnant at 20, six to have a baby that young
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I actually was really struck by Griffin when I saw him this past couple weeks Um, he just seemed so much older and bigger and more mature and the last time I he still felt like a baby to me and it is just and he just says the funniest things he has the best sense of humor
1: crazy crazy kid
0: (laughs) I just love him well that's awesome it's, and it's so true. And I think every parent feels that way. Yeah.
1: You, you, you don't feel it until I still remember being the hustle and bustle of babies and toddlers. And now it's like, oh, just just savor those moments. And I, it's so easy to say and it sounds so cliche, but it's like, you know, those, those that time is so important and it goes it's it's, it's gone with a blink of an eye.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad that I took as many pictures, oh, yeah. and videos as I did because when I think about it, it feels like a blur to mm-hmm. me. Um, and so by uh, revisiting and, and photographs and videos, I'm reminded, and I'm just so so happy that you know I did take as many photos. I know. As I I'm did. glad you
1: got me into this photography thing.
0: Oh, I know my little yeah. apprentice, second shooter. <laughs> That's right. We did (laughs) actually shoot one of our girlfriends' weddings together. Uh, Fond memories of our bonding time in the Florida Keys.
1: Romantic.
0: truly was it was so romantic that you left me there well no but remember
1: my dad was having quadruple bypass surgery and and valve replacement so it was it was at last minute he decided to or they had well there was an opening which I'm assuming was someone had passed away and so they had a a media opening and I just was like I need to have a a day with my dad before he goes in to do that even though I know it's a safe surgery
0: that's that's pretty yeah big stuff
1: it's not like hand fillers (laughs)
0: <laughs> or, or, or vaginal reconstruction exactly. rejuvenation yes oh rejuvenation yeah. that's right I, I, it sounds prettier doesn't it yeah it does actually <laughs> it's so crazy all right laura thank you so thank much thank you i love you i love you more okay Talk bye-bye soon. that's it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in and a special thanks to my guest and longtime friend laura If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest on The Forty Tellers, please visit my website, thefortytellers.com, and I would love to chat with you. Until next time, friends.